listening to the Writerly Bites podcast, where you'll get bite-sized tips for making your writing and your writing life better. I'm Blair Hurley, and I'm a novelist and a creative writing instructor. You can find more about me and my forthcoming novel, Minor Profits, at BlairHurley.com and on Twitter at bhurley. You can follow news about the podcast on Twitter at Writerly Bites. This week's writing tip is tell a story backwards. Have you ever stopped to wonder why a story has to run forwards? Why is it that we feel the need to say, here is where the story begins, then this happened, then this, and so on? It makes sense, of course, that time's arrow flies relentlessly forward, and that the straightest, simplest way to tell a story is from beginning to end. But even the oldest, most traditional stories begin with once upon a time. That construction has always struck me as remarkably free and unfettered from time. There was a time, some time in the past, something happened. The fact that we're setting it in the past allows us to perch in a bird's eye view over time, giving us complete control of it, where it begins and ends, where we flash back or flash forward, and whether that happily ever after truly does continue on into the sunset. All this is to say that playing fast and loose with time in your story is surprisingly traditional. It was happening long before the movie Memento blew my mind when I saw it as a teenager, and the writers who felt the freedom to play with time were able to open up astounding new pathways to emotion and insight into their characters' lives by being willing to examine them in a non-linear way. So what would happen if this week you tried telling your story backwards, just as a starter for one of the ways you can play with time and manipulate and control it as you wish? It might mean showing us what you think is the climax first, and then jumping back to explore how we got there to that desperate situation. Or it could mean choosing three most important moments in your character's life and telling them out of order, allowing the reader to put together what is really going on. It might mean becoming thoroughly unstuck in time, as Kurt Vonnegut famously wrote in his novel Slaughterhouse-Five. The reason I think playing with time is effective is because it can more truly reflect the human experience of time. When we remember something we haven't thought of for a long time, it's like time travel. We're transported to that almost forgotten place, back to the people we were so long ago. Or we feel too uneasy to confront a painful memory, so we turn away from it, and that time ceases to exist, until, of course, it bubbles to the surface. So this week, look at your work in progress and imagine what would happen if you threw the timeline out the window. What would be the difference if the cause of a situation was different and suspenseful because we don't yet know the way it began or why someone did that mysterious thing? Shaking up the timeline of your story can be a delightful, strange, disorienting, and ultimately thrilling way to engage with the story as it might want to be. This week's reading recommendation is Very Cold People by Sarah Manguso. I immediately wanted to read this book as soon as I, I saw a reading with the author because it felt like it would resonate with me. It's about a small New England town in Massachusetts, kind of out of the outer burbs of Boston, in the out there, as, as some Bostonians think of the rest of Massachusetts. And 
the details that this book has of, of New England life are so spot on. They're brutal, they're very bleak, but they're so accurate and apt that it made me feel homesick, in fact, since I'm originally from New England. Those little bits about sitting against the radiator in the morning or being very thrifty uh, with the heat, uh, with bath water, with all those creaking old New England houses, with the sense of unspoken problems in families and the sense of protecting each other's privacy more than sharing and communicating. It was a spot-on takedown in some way or, or a clear-eyed look at New England culture. So if that resonates with you or if you're wanting to feel a bit almost nostalgic uh, about New England, this is a great read. Of course, it has a, a dark storyline as well with a great deal of bleakness to it. And it's about mental illness. It's about families that are fracturing. And it's able to show that, I thought, in a very personal and individual and unique way, too. Thanks for listening. The Writerly Bites podcast will be back with micro tips to make your writing better. It's produced by me, Blair Hurley. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and visit the website at writerlybites.com. Email me at writerlybitespodcast at gmail.com with your favorite tips or questions about the writing life, which I'd love to tackle in future episodes. Thank you.